Welcome to the Average Hiker Podcast. I'm Em, and I'm so excited for you to join me today. I'm actually recording this episode a week before it airs, because when it does air, I'll be working in Nunavut. For those of you who don't know, Nunavut is one of Canada's northern territories. It's about minus 45 degrees Celsius up there right now with the wind chill, so I will probably be pretty cold. But today I'm going to talk about somewhere really warm, Arizona and Nevada. So last year in October, I had the awesome opportunity to go to um, Nevada and Arizona and it was fantastic. Um, My cousin was getting married in Las Vegas and um, my mom, my sister and myself decided that we should go down a week early and we could go to around Arizona. That was perfect for me. I love wide open spaces like Arizona. I don't love wild cramped spaces like Vegas. So um, that was one of the big reasons to go. Of course, I love my cousin dearly and I wanted to support her on her wedding. Um, But Arizona was definitely a huge draw as well. So because of the wedding and just how our vacation worked out, um, we didn't have a lot of time. So we wanted to really maximize on the amount of things that we could see and do in a small amount of time. We were actually only in Arizona for about three days, um, but we managed to see quite a lot. And I wanted to kind of walk you guys through um, what we did and, and why we did things that way. So on our first day, we landed in Las Vegas and rented a car and immediately started driving um, across the border into Arizona. Uh, we got to go and see the Hoover Dam, which was great. Um, and we had a really nice drive. The downside was that I actually ended up getting a really bad migraine. <laughs> so I was pretty useless in the car. Um, and I, I must say that the Arizona sunshine was not welcome at the time, <laughs> but was soon embraced with open arms um, as I started to feel better later on the same day. Um, I believe it was just a matter of not eating enough on the plane and that made me a little weak, made my body a little off and I got a migraine. So unfortunate, but these things happen, especially when you're traveling. Um, You know, you're in weird circumstances, weird hours, not sleeping, not eating. So it does mess with your body a little bit. So that first day, we landed in Vegas and drove all the way to Sedona. So that was one of our biggest driving days. Um, But we made it there, and we got into our Airbnb in the evening. It was dark, so we couldn't even see any of Sedona. Um, We kind of had some hints of how beautiful it was, but we hadn't really gotten a full scale of it just yet and I apologize you probably hear shadow barking out there um (laughs) it's Saturday morning in northern Ontario and he wants to go outside and play in the snow but he doesn't want to go outside alone and sassy gets cold outside so it's constant battle of coming in and going out and coming in and going out and I'm sure that anyone who has dogs can understand what I'm going through (laughs) Back to the trip. So our first full day in Arizona, we woke up and we were just met with the absolute majesty and otherworldliness that is Sedona. It is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Um, The red rocks, such amazing structures, um, beautiful desert plants. It's just unreal. 
Um, so we were pretty excited when we woke up and looked out our Airbnb window and saw all of that. We're all like, ooh, you? and taking pictures. And then we ate our breakfast while staring out the window. And it was, it was amazing. And our first day, we decided to um, go to Montezuma Castle. And because we'd done a huge driving day before, we picked all activities that were close to Sedona so that we had a lot of um, free time. We could spend more time at certain places. We could spend less time at others. Um, That was really one of our most flexible days. So we went to Montezuma Castle National Monument, um, which is a really great national monument. Um, If you have the chance, definitely go see it. Uh, We'd seen it in pictures, and I suggested it as as a stop um, because my, my mom and my sister, they both love history and, um, archaeology and things like that. My sister actually went to school for anthropology. Um, so they're both really, really into that. And of course, like I, I do as well. I'm the rock nerd, but I also love history. It's very exciting. Um, so I picked that. My sister had never heard of it. My mom was thrilled. She'd heard of it and she couldn't wait to see it. And so we get there and it's for anyone who doesn't know, it's a, um, a settlement built into a cliffside um, by ancient ancient peoples and it's beautiful and it's amazing and it's absolutely breathtaking like you just stand there in awe of how someone could create that with their hands it's humans are definitely ingenious and uh, you know when when put to the test they can really do some amazing things uh, so we marveled at that uh, for quite a while, we did the entire path for the walking tour. Um, it's a little, little mini hike. Uh, we got, read all the signs, learned about all the plants, and then we were ready for the rest of our trip so we could now identify some of the plants, which was perfect. And when we got there, um, the uh, park staff actually let us know that our entrance fee, which was only $10, actually gives you access to another national monument um, called Tezagut. And I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing any of these wrong. Um, I do apologize. Uh, there's a good chance I am. So I'm just going to throw that out there now. <laughs> um, and so we'd never heard of Tezgoot. And so we, we asked the, um, the park staff, like, well, is it, what, what's it like? And they're like, oh, it's another ancient settlement and it's really cool. And, you know, it's, well, how far is it? Well, it's only about um, 40 minutes away and so we're, we're all looking at each other and at this point it's now like maybe 10 a.m because we had a really early start we were slightly jet lagged there's only about a three hour time difference i believe um between uh Sudbury and arizona so we weren't super jet lagged but we'd all woken up at 6 a.m so <laughs> we'd had a really early start we pretty much got to montezuma castle as it was opening <laughs> so we were like sure we've got a lot of time like let's do it so we um, drove to Tezagut. It was a beautiful drive all the way through. Everything was just lovely. Um, on the way there, we had to get gas. <laughs> and gas in Canada, I guess, is different than gas in America, which I had no idea. Um, so in Canada, you can fill up your gas and then you go inside and pay the guy. Um, but when we were in Arizona, we found out that you have to go inside and pay and then you can fill up your car, which I guess makes sense because it's less risk of people stealing the gas, just filling up and driving away. But <laughs> I don't know. Canada is overly trusting, I guess. <laughs> so um, so we had some difficulties there. My sister was like, I'll pay gas today. And I was doing all the driving. So I was like, sure, sounds good. And she gets out and she's trying to fill up the car and she can't figure it out and she can't figure it out and she can't figure it out. And then there's alarm starts going. 
And then the guy comes out and he's like, do you need a hand? And she's like, I'm so sorry. We're from Canada. I'm not sure what I'm doing. He's like, it's okay. Come on in. And he was the nicest guy and helps her out, gets everything sorted. We get cast in the car. We couldn't say enough nice things about this gentleman. And uh, we got to continue our trip. And with a valuable life lesson of how to fill up your gas in, in America. So there you go. Um, actually everybody we met in Arizona was absolutely delightful really nice people so thank you Arizona for being so kind and if anyone else is considering going to Arizona definitely recommend it not just for the beauty but also for the nice people <laughs> uh, anyways now that we had gas in the car we were able to get to Tezagut National Monument and as we're pulling up it, we were just dumbstruck my sister was like oh my gosh is that it is that it oh my gosh and if you haven't seen it, it's kind of like a fort up on the hill. And, you know, there's not a lot around for a few miles. And then there's this hill with this stone fort on it. And it's so cool. And we were just freaking right out. So when we got there, we decided to go inside and um, make sure that we were like our tickets were valid and everything. And, you know, they confirmed that. And then they have a really nice museum in there. So, of course, we got drawn in there, had to look at all the beautiful old pottery shards and artifacts. They had some pieces of cloth and, um, you know, jewelry and all kinds of amazing things that ended up being preserved, which is just, it's so rare when you get things like that preserved. And I know I'm a geologist, so <laughs> it was really fascinating. We had a lot of fun in the museum. And then uh, we went outside and got to explore the mountaintop and we took lots of pictures. We just kind of envisioned what it would have been like to live there. And uh, yeah, it was really, really awesome. Uh, we had lunch and then we hopped back in the car and headed to uh, Jerome, Arizona, which is a pretty old town, and it's all, if you've seen pictures of Jerome, or if you haven't seen pictures of Jerome, I should say, you should look it up because it's really cool. Um, it's this really old town built on, like, kind of a cliffside, uh, so all the roads are super steep and super narrow and really winding, and some of the houses are, like, on stilts and stuff, and it's a little crazy um, to imagine that, that people looked at that spot and decided they should build a town there but they did so if you want to see some other cool history of Arizona you can go check out Jerome um we drove around for a little bit and uh, we went out to the lookout at the the I believe it's a copper mine an old copper mine as well um there's signs for that if you want to see it they're just on off the highway so we saw a sign we're like let's go and we took some nice pictures and um yeah but we didn't really get out and explore Jerome too much uh unfortunately we Unfortunately, when we were there, it was very, very busy. There was little to no parking. Um, There's a lot of traffic and there was a lot of people walking around. Um, we'd already had a pretty big day. We were all pretty tired. Um, I'm definitely more on the introverted side and so is my, my mom and sister. We like to kind of have our breathing space. And so when we see big crowds like that, we were like, you know what? We had a really nice explore. Um, we had a lot of fun looking around let's uh, head back to Sedona and we can do some exploring there. So that's what we did. Um, drove straight back to Sedona from Jerome and uh, got dinner downtown at one of the local restaurants. Um, got to peek in at some of the shops and then we even checked out some of the scenery for uh, some of the hikes that we were going to be doing later on. We did like we walked in for maybe a few minutes, but we really weren't prepared for a hike. <laughs> so we smartly turned around and uh, headed into town instead. 
and we just uh, did did those hikes the next day so that was fun so this did not come up when I was planning the itinerary but it kind of worked out that every single day of our itinerary had an overarching theme (laughs) so day one if you've been paying attention, was kind of like cultural day. You know, we saw two national monuments, we explored Jerome, and we explored Sedona. So it was like a culture day. (laughs) Day two happened to be the geology day. My favorite. (laughs) Actually, I don't know if I can pick a favorite for this trip because it's all, it was all great. So I don't know that I could pick a favorite day, but I mean, geology day, it was pretty awesome. So something that all three of us agreed that we wanted to see was the Petrified Forest. Um, So there's a national park uh, in Arizona, and it's more on the the west side of Arizona. So it's a bit of a a drive from Sedona. I think it's about six hours, but I might be wrong. I haven't verified that. Uh, (laughs) um, And uh, so we decided we wanted to do that and take the time to drive out. So... You know, we're like, we could do a whole day where we just drive out there and back and that'll be fine. Um, you know, we'd heard from my uncle who'd been there before that it was really cool and definitely worth it. So we decided that that's how we were going to spend our day. Um, I had been searching around. Uh, so I ended up putting the itinerary together. Um, I am, as Remy kind of mentioned in our, one of our Iceland episodes, I'm, I'm very organized and I really like planning. <laughs> I love spreadsheets. (laughs) So I just took it upon myself to throw the entire itinerary together. And I was like, all right, guys, this is what I think we should do because this is how we'll maximize our time and what we want to see. And if you have any changes, let me know. And this is how much everything's going to cost and done. So so I put the itinerary together, but it it was fun. It was great. And everybody was actually really happy with it. And I don't think um, my mom or my sister wanted to do to do the itinerary part so it worked out well for everybody (laughs) um so when i planned the (coughs) excuse me when i planned the petrified forest day i had looked around to see if there was anything close by or on the way that we could also hit um so we had a couple different things to do and so there were a few things um excuse me uh so one of the things that i found was there's a meteorite crater on the way to the petrified forest just off the highway um, so I told mom and child, I'm like, I really want to do this and it looks awesome. And, you know, we can, if we, if we're too tired, we don't feel like driving or whatever, we can cut it. But, uh, I think we should try to do it if we can. And they were like, yeah, that sounds good. So the day before when we were exploring Sedona, um, we'd found all these really great hiking trails. So we decided to start geology day really early um so that we could get back to Sedona and go for a nice kind of afternoon hike um so that was the plan uh it kind of helped that we were all a little bit jet lagged still so we were all waking up at 6 a.m anyways um why not hit the road right away uh which was perfect so we did just that and we got to drive up this beautiful winding mountain road as the sun was rising and there was a lookout at the top and we got to take all some beautiful pictures and really enjoy the scenery before we um, started heading east towards the petrified forest and on the way we stopped at the meteor crater Um, there's a lot of signs so it's very obvious Uh, you don't have to worry about missing it too much (laughs) excuse me and we got there and they were pretty much just openings it was perfect timing for us um we 
went right in. They have a ton of cool exhibits. They have some videos and all kinds of things like that. There's a really great gift shop. Um, because we had limited time, we went straight for the crater. So we took some great pictures. Um, I really recommend it. It's, it's a pretty cool spot. They have a lot of neat space exhibits and geology exhibits. Um, they go into some of the mining that used to happen um, here at the crater. So uh, just some background because we always have to have some sort of a geology tangent in every episode, right? <laughs> it's the only way I stay happy and sane. <laughs> Kidding. Okay. <coughs> ah, still sick. All right. So well, a lot of meteorites, um, they're pretty iron rich. Um, so when they impact with the earth, they'll mix with the uh, surrounding materials and, and deposit a good amount of molten iron. Um, somewhere uh, as that iron cools then a lot of the times uh, people will go in and pull that iron out or any other uh, metals that happen to be in there Um, so there was a mine at some point in the crater and they have all kinds of cool history facts about that Um, if you get to the crater and you're actually looking through the um, they've set up some telescopes so you can see right down into it and you can still see some remnants of that operation which is really neat Um, yeah so it's really cool. And the actual structure of the crater is also pretty fascinating because the um, the area that it's in is kind of like a plain. So it's very flat, um, a very flat area. And then when the meteorite hit, um, it pushed the sides of the where the impact was. It pushed the sides of the plane up because of the impact. So you think about like... If you take your hand and you punch it into a pillow uh, where your fist goes in, there might be some, some of the pillow gets kind of pushed up on the sides um, initially. And so that's, uh, that's what happened here. So as you're looking around, you can actually see all the stratigraphic um, different layers in the sides of the crater from those nice flat, flat uh, deposits in the land which is really fascinating. Um, And then the other thing that makes that interesting is when you're at the top of the crater at the rim, um, because it's plains all around you, uh, it kind of creates a lot of wind (laughs) at the top. So we definitely, um, we didn't really have sweaters because it was pretty warm um, down on the ground, but up on the top of the crater, we could definitely have used some sweaters or a light coat um, just because it was so windy. So something to keep in mind if you're going to visit the meteorite crater. After that, we continued on, and on the way to the Petrified Forest, of course, we had to stop in Winslow, Arizona to take a picture of the sign, because my mother and sister love the Eagles, and so if anybody knows the Eagles, they have a song that mentions Winslow, Arizona, so um, because I love my sister and mother dearly, I I stopped so that they could take a picture, (laughs) and they were really happy, so that was great. Um, after that, we kept going to get to the petrified forest. It was, um, really cool driving in. You can tell you're getting close because you kind of start to see the petrified logs, excuse me, all over the place, which is really cool. And then once you get into the actual park, there's so much more to see. The visitor center is great. When we were there, they had some really cool exhibits on dinosaurs and fossils and things like that. So we had spent some time exploring there. And then if you go through the visitor center, they have a very nice, easy walking trail where you can see a lot of different pieces of petrified forest. And it really gives you a sense of how different the climate was back then and kind of the majesty of what that forest might have looked like. Um, Just the sheer size of some of those logs is amazing. Um, So it's really fun for, it was fun for all of us, not just the geologists, (laughs) to experience all that. 
Um, after we explored around the visitor center, we did go a little bit further into the park. You could certainly spend a day or two in that area. If you drive further north, you can get to the Painted Desert. <coughs> um, there's a few other small, um, there's a few other little forests that you can go check out as well, petrified forests along the way, um, as well as some other scenic attractions. So we did take a take a look, do a few little mini hikes in to see a couple of different things. Um, but certainly if you have the time, you could definitely explore a little bit more than we did. Once we finished in the petrified forest, it was a straight shot back to um, Sedona. And I do want to mention before we completely abandon the petrified forest that uh, try to remember to um, take only pictures and leave only footprints. I do not take um, petrified wood samples from the um, from the park. It's not a good idea. It's also illegal, so don't do it. They, uh, you need to save it for future generations so that our kids and their kids and their kids can all uh, experience the same cool things that we do. Um, <clears throat> if you do want to buy some petrified wood samples, there is a gift shop right on the site, and there's also a couple gift shops in the little close-by towns where you can buy samples, so I would recommend doing that instead. It was a bit of a haul to get back to Sedona. I believe it was about a four-hour drive. And so when we got back, um, we because we were in a time crunch, we really wanted to hit the trail. Uh, we uh, just stopped at the Airbnb quickly to grab some water, fill up our bottles, and hit hit the trails. And uh, we had a blast. Um, we did the Sugarloaf and Teacup trails and just kind of explored around. You can get really close to the rocks and it's amazing and fascinating to get right up close to the cacti. It's uh, definitely something that I'm not used to being from Canada. So it's so much fun for us to see all of the different plant life that's around there in the desert. And um, those red rocks are just spectacular. Um, because it was late afternoon, we actually got to see some really beautiful sunset views as we were hiking. Of course, we didn't want to stay out too late because we didn't have flashlights or anything. I mean, we do have our phones just in case, but... Um, you know, as the sun started setting, we took some beautiful pictures and enjoyed, enjoyed the view and then started to head back. And then after that, of course, we just went into town and grabbed some dinner. So that was a lovely geology day. Day three, last day in Arizona and a very, very special one. It was Canyon Day. <laughs> so of course, Canyon Day, you have to do the Grand Canyon, obviously. Um, we left Sedona for good. We were pretty sad to say goodbye to our Airbnb and our lovely host, um, but we uh, packed up the car and headed north to the Grand Canyon. Um, because we only had a few hours, we decided that the absolute best way to experience the canyon in its fullest in a very short amount of time was by helicopter. Um, so we did that. It was really great. We were so happy with the decision and uh, just make sure that if that's something you're thinking of doing that you do book it in advance. Um, they do require some ad advance notice for those. So just keep that in mind. Um, excuse me. We decided to go with a 45 minute tour. They have shorter tours and longer tours, but we thought the 45 minutes was a good a good amount. Uh, you got to see both the north and south rim of the canyon and um, you kind of go around the boundaries of the park so you really get to get a feel for the whole thing which uh, was perfectly suited for us. The helicopter ride itself was amazing. 
Um, our tour guide was fantastic. He's really funny. He was full of good fun facts, answered everybody's questions. Um, when you first crest over into uh, where the canyon drops out, it's just phenomenal. It's we We're all completely awestruck and we could not get over it. Um, even as we were walking out of the airport after the helicopter landed, you know, we couldn't even put into words how amazing what we'd just seen was. Uh, we got some really beautiful pictures and uh, some unforgettable memories. So definitely experience the Grand Canyon in your life if you can. Um, it's pretty magnificent. I know I want to go back and I want to spend a little bit more time. Um, if you do have the opportunity, you could probably spend about a week there or more. There's a lot of really amazing hiking trails that you can do. You can hike all the way to the bottom of the canyon. You can hike from one whim to the other. Um, there's a lot of, there's a few little miniature hikes, some full day hikes, and then a lot of other um, overnight hiking options as well. Uh, if you have the time, you can even drive into really remote campsites on the rims of the canyon and just really enjoy and feel the full majesty in that nice private space so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to in the future the next time I go back. After the Grand Canyon we headed through the National Park on our way to Page, Arizona. So it was great going through the park because we did get to see some other amazing things. Of course there were lots of lookouts that we could stop at but the other lovely thing was we did get to see some wildlife which we were so excited about. Um, if you haven't figured it out, my family, we love animals. We love animals, all kinds of animals. Um, so we got to see a fox, several deer, and even an elk. So we were overjoyed by that. That was a really fun experience. Um, when we got through the park, uh, even when you're out of the park, there's still a bunch of gorgeous views. So it's uh, what we really realized driving through Arizona was... Um, it's just all spectacular. It's a spectacular state. <laughs> Definitely go check it out. <laughs> From Page, we went directly to the Lower Antelope Canyon tour. So Antelope Canyon um, is a very famous canyon as well in Arizona, and it's just gorgeous. Um, it's been photographed by National Geographic several times, as well as by many other um, companies, magazines, blogs, travelers, all kinds of stuff. Um, Lower Antelope Canyon is known for being a much thinner canyon. Um, you get lots of the, the wavy looking walls and things like that. Whereas the upper section of the canyon is known for the, um, it's called the beam of light. So it's, um, there's just a beam of light that comes through in the canyon and it's, it's very famous. And so a lot of people like to do that one. Um, we had the option to do either tour. Upper Antelope Canyon is much more popular. It's much more easy to get into and out of, and it's slightly more expensive. Lower Antelope Canyon um, was slightly cheaper, not, not by a lot, but just a little bit. Um, it is a lot harder to get through, <clears throat> excuse me. So you do have to be able to climb stairs, climb ladders, um, squeeze through tight spaces. So um, if you're not super active or... Um, worried then then that would be something to consider with the lower antelope canyon but for us um you know we weren't too worried about that it's also less popular and uh because it's a little harder to get through and the tour is longer and um the other thing too is they take much smaller groups 
in the canyon at a time because it's so much tighter. So we decided Lower Antelope Canyon was for us. Um, like I said, we weren't too concerned with the hiking and um, the stairs and things. We thought, okay, you know what? I think we should be able to figure this out. We'll be okay. Um, and then the other reason was that we just wanted to be in a smaller group and have a chance to really experience the canyon and not just experience having a bunch of people around us. So um, so we decided to do that. And we were all incredibly happy with that decision. We had a fantastic time. Um, funny story about the canyon, actually. We thought we were going to be late. So we were rushing and rushing and rushing to get there. And... Um, <coughs> We're getting close to Paige and we've, we're getting a plan together. Okay, so I'm going to, like, I'm driving at the time. I drove for most of the trip. So the plan was I'm going to um, drop my sister off right in front of the kiosk. She's going to run up to the kiosk, get us checked in. My mother's boots were in the trunk of the car, so she had to change her boots. So once I drop Chelsea off, she can get us checked in. I go park the car. My mom can get her boots on. I go check in with Chelsea and see how we're doing. So we don't miss our tour and uh, we'd signed up for the last tour of the day because we knew we were going to have it was going to be a bit of a tight spot driving so we signed up for the last tour to give ourselves a little extra time but then somewhere along the way we'd, we'd lost time and we couldn't figure out where um, so we were rushing 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 and uh, I see the back of my sister's head as I'm getting out of the car and she's head down she's kind of shaking a little bit and I'm like oh gosh now we missed the tour we can't see it that's it tomorrow we have to go back to Vegas for the wedding so there's nothing we can do oh no and uh, I get up to her and I'm like what's wrong and she's like oh nothing's wrong I'm like what what well what's going on then and she said well she explained to me what had just been explained to her by the lovely woman at the kiosk was that because Paige is so close to Utah, they um, go by Utah's daylight savings time. And so we actually were an hour ahead. So that is why we'd lost time somewhere and couldn't figure out where it was. It was daylight savings time. <laughs> so instead of being an hour or instead of being five, ten minutes late, we were actually an hour and a bit early um they were so kind they uh booked us into an earlier tour which was fantastic um our guide was amazing he was so knowledgeable he knew all of the great spots to take pictures he helped all of us optimize our phones so our pictures came out better for low light um and we were going through the canyon as the sun was coming down so it was absolutely spectacular we got some amazing shots some one-of-a-kind memories and it was just so magical to be in there um we went with dixie ellis tour there's two different tour groups there and uh we were really happy with with our tour they they did an amazing job um so yeah after that we spent the night in page and then the next day we headed up through utah and then headed back towards las vegas So something else that I had wanted to see that was on my geology list of to-do items was actually in Utah, and it was the Grand Staircase. And um, I couldn't find too, too much information about it, or it was super unclear, let's say, as I was looking online. So as we headed into Utah, I saw a sign for a um, an information center. So, you know, I asked my mom and sister if it was okay if we stopped, and we had the entire day to get back to Nevada, so we were fine. We had a lot of time to kill. So we went in and we got to see some really cool exhibits about dinosaurs and things like that. Um, we talked to the 
um, the guides there about some of the different interesting things around. So if you have some time to spend, you can actually see some really cool hoodoos. Um, they have some other fascinating geological structures around there so definitely check it out um we did not have time the hoodoos alone was a 10 kilometer walk so we didn't have the time to do that but we would have loved to or 10 mile walk sorry <laughs> canadian <laughs> canadian um and then uh we carried on from there and we ended up finding another um really cool little lookout along the way that was kind of something that we decided was because we had so much time to kill that day as we were driving that we would just stop everywhere so um you know we stopped at lake powell we stopped at the dam right in page we stopped at that um information kiosk and then we stopped at a couple lookouts along the way and one of the lookouts we stopped at actually explained what exactly what the grand staircase was so uh, i did get to to do the grand staircase we spent a good part of the day inside the grand staircase and I had no idea which was amazing I'm really glad I got to check that off my list too um for anyone who doesn't know the grand staircase is it's called that because it's several large stratigraphic sections so I'm not sure if I've talked about stratigraphy yet on the show <laughs> it's a big geology episode today <laughs> so stratigraphy uh happens with sedimentary rocks and it's when different layers are deposited, um, usually by like wind or water or something like that, um, deposits debris like sand or pebbles or anything um, in these giant layers. And so based on how the layers look, um, different structures in the layers, the size of the particles, the types of particles in the layers, you can kind of infer what the climate used to look like and what that area used to look like. So for example, if you think of like a lake um, in the summer, at least in Canada at least, um, in the summer you're going to get very thick layers that are full of organic material. Um, because there will be a lot of fish swimming around and um, little bacteria and things like that depositing organic material as well as any rivers that are dumping sand into the lake so you're going to have a nice big thick layer of sand and organic material and then in the winter you're going to have a very 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 thin layer because there might be a little sand coming through from the rivers if they're pretty deep rivers going under the ice <clears throat> excuse me there might be there will probably be some organic material from the fish that are living under the ice but everything does slow down a little bit in the winter because it's winter so when you're looking at lake sediments you can tell the different layers that way um, when you're looking at something like the grand staircase the layers are going to be much bigger from much bigger events so it's pretty cool um definitely check it out if you can uh, i really enjoyed just learning about the different sedimentary layers and what they meant. And that was our whirlwind tour of Arizona. If you're interested in the full itinerary, you can find it on Outdoors and On The Go. That is my friend's blog that I occasionally contribute content to, and the full Arizona trip itinerary is up there for you. I'll also put a link in the show notes so you can check it out that way. If you like this episode, don't forget to rate and subscribe. This helps us get more listeners so we can keep making episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.